This hour, the podcast is exclusively sponsored by my good friends at Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is a five-star rated gold company with one-of-a-kind customer service. And when it comes to gold and precious metals, Advantage Gold is the only company I'll work with. Call Advantage Gold today and make sure you let them know that Mark Levin sent you. And now, let's begin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. We are committed, committed to continuing to support the people of Ukraine as they defend themselves against Russia's vicious and brutal war in Ukraine. As part of that commitment, we sanctioned over 500 targets today to impose additional costs on Russia for its repression, human rights abuses. Yeah, I get the uh, committed thing. In fact, there's a solid argument to be made that her boss maybe should be. Yes, Karine Jean-Pierre. Hey there, Brian Mudd in for the great one, Mark Levin. He is at CPAC. He'll be back with us next week. Where to begin? Where to? Actually, I've got an idea. How about Joe Biden is a scam artist? Yeah, Joe Biden is a scam artist. It's pretty straightforward, actually. I'll explain. Because, yeah, I I mean, politicians, they will exaggerate. We know this. And yes, many politicians, they just flat out lie, right? And no doubt, many politicians are posers. You know the type, dime a dozen. They campaign one way to get elected. Then they vote like a totally different person once they are. So these are all all some of the commonplace realities in politics. What isn't quite so common is someone who is just Flat out a fraud. You know, the George Santoses of the world, the, the ones who slip through, they do tend to get exposed rather quickly. So that makes it that much more remarkable that a flat out fraud like Joe Biden has not only survived a political career that spans over a decade longer than the average American has been alive, but that he remains as president of the United States despite it all. And no, this isn't a story about the dozens of shell companies used to funnel tens of millions of dollars from at least three corrupt foreign business interests by the Biden crime family. And no, this isn't about how Joe's son goes from being a degenerate crackhead with crack horse to a degenerate crackhead with crack horse who suddenly and, and somewhat miraculously became an international energy mogul. You know, one who who landed a a job on the board of a corrupt Ukrainian energy company and subsequently with a Chinese communist-controlled energy company. No, it's actually not about that at all, really. I mean, maybe kind of, but not really. No, this, this isn't about how, as vice president, Joe Biden demanded the firing of a Ukrainian Prosecutor investigating the corrupt energy company that his son was being paid huge money to uh, advise. He would be advising them, right? As a member of the board of directors. No, this isn't even about how 
the crackhead with crack horse turned international energy mogul instantly and, and seemingly miraculously became a world renowned artist that collectors suddenly felt compelled to just throw millions of dollars at and in purchasing his instantly legendary works. Maybe it's the drugs, creative energy from them or something, you know? Now, the reason I've mentioned all that is because it has been obvious for some time that Joe Biden, as head of the Biden crime family, has been a fraud. We knew about all of that without any whistleblowers, without any investigations, without any other intel other than just simply being informed humans, paying attention to what has happened with our current president and former vice president and his son. Right? We, we haven't needed any intel to come up with that information. Nothing I put forward is actually in dispute. Can't even really dispute the, uh, the characterizations for that matter. And that's worth remembering. As the corrupt Washington establishment would now have you think that the arrest of former FBI informant Alexander Smirnov, who has now been arrested twice on the same charges, you know, potentially lying to the FBI about the Bidens, that somehow or another, that just makes all the rest of the stuff we knew about them, without him involved, untrue. But no, selling out his country for personal interests, it actually isn't the reason I'm referring to President Biden as a scam artist today. Though it is part of what you might call his voluminous portfolio. It is impressive work over the many decades. Got to hand it to him. Now, it's due to two new developments on two other foreign fronts. On the border and Russia, where there is an awful lot in common between those two. The Biden border crisis and what's going on with Russian policy right now. Let's start with Russia. It's easy to forget where the Biden-Russian relationship as president first started. You know, on one hand, it's only been a little over three years. On another hand, so much has been destroyed in this country and around the world. It's easy to forget some of the details. As it pertains to Russia, where did the story with President Biden begin? Ending the Trump-era sanctions against Russia, preventing use of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Remember that? One of President Biden's first actions was to end Trump-era sanctions against Russia. Huh, wasn't that cute? Which at the time gave Putin exactly what he wanted. Then, in the winter of 2022, when it was clear Russia was planning an invasion of Ukraine, what was it that Biden told us? He told us that he was going to threaten Putin. There would be crippling sanctions. Crippling. Remember those? Sanctions going to be so tough. Putin never going to think about really going into Ukraine. You, you remember. You remember this. And so then, on February 22nd, 2022, as the invasion began, he unleashed those so-called crippling sanctions. They're so crippling, weren't they? Hey, um, how'd that one work out? And then, two days later, on February 24th, 
as the invasion of Ukraine had created a humanitarian crisis, El Presidente said this. Good old Biden said this. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions. Strong sanctions. He didn't emphasize it. He only said it once. I just feel compelled. Because they're strong, you know, really tough ones. And new limitations on what can be exported to Russia. This is going to impose severe costs on the Russian economy, both immediately and over time. Huh. We have purposefully designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. Okay, I want you to think about this again. February 24th, 2022, we have purposefully designed these sanctions to maximize. What does maximize mean? If you're maximizing something, does that mean that you're not throwing everything you got at it? You are maxed out. You're doing everything within your power. I mean, call me crazy, but I I think that's what it means, right? You're doing as much as you can. So we're, we're doing as much as we can as an administration. Okay, paraphrasing now. To create long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. Uh, what happened there? I mean, that obviously did the trick, right? It was crippling, just oh, brutal sanctions. Maximizing sanctions. Two days after the Russian U- invasion of Ukraine started. Okay. So then in September of 2022... At about the time the status quo phase of the war had settled in, you know, where it it basically has been ever since. President Biden, this was also when when Putin's like, okay, so I'm just going to annex what I want from Ukraine. President Biden went, ooh, no, I'm really going to maximize things now. I'm really going to really going to puff up, get tough here. Now, he decided to drop the hammer on Russia. Quoting good old Joe that day. He said, America and its allies are not going to be intimidated by Putin and his reckless reckless words and threats. And with that, he said, the United States, together with our allies and partners, are announcing new sanctions today. Huh. I thought you maximized those back in February 24th. So anyway, uh, after having maximized the the sanctions in in February, somehow or another in September, we've got... uh, we got new sanctions today. These sanctions will impose costs on individuals and entities inside and, and outside of Russia that provide political or economic support to illegal attempts to change the status of Ukrainian territory. We will rally the international community to both denounce these moves and to hold Russia accountable. Thank heavens for that one, right? Man, remember how well that worked? Mmm, those amazing sanctions. After the maximized sanctions. Uh-huh, okay, so, uh, I mean, y- you probably remember when Putin apologized for the whole Ukrainian invasion at that point, just retreated the invading forces back to, to Mother Russia? All right, that, that didn't exactly work out that way, did it? Okay, so enter into the conversation... What Joe Biden announced today. Quoting the official White House statement from Dementia Joe. 
I am announcing more than 500 new sanctions against Russia for its ongoing war of conquest on Ukraine. And for the death of Alexei Navalny, who was a courageous anti-corruption activist. Because if we know one thing about Joe Biden, man, he is all about those who, who fight corruption, right? And, and Putin's fiercest oppositional leader. Man, we had maximized sanctions, then we had more sanctions, then we got 500 new sanctions, two years uh, removed. I mean, actually, it will be tomorrow, two years removed from the, the maximized sanctions that he announced. Now, let me ask you, why, why, if the original goal was to stop the invasion of Ukraine, wouldn't President Biden have issued, I don't know, all of these sanctions back then? Why, if the goal of old Joe was to end the war in Ukraine, why would he have waited a year and a half to issue new sanctions? Think about that. We'll be right back. I'm Brian Mudd, in for the great one. Mud Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. The United States government, in coordination with many allies and partners, is taking additional new measures to respond to Russia's full-scale war, and intensifying repression at home by sanctioning and imposing export control restrictions on more than 500 individuals. Yeah, I mean, whew. Ooh, tough. Man, yeah. 500 new ones after the maximum ones, after the ones that came after the maximum ones. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I find myself uh, kissing my wife at night going, man, I am so glad that Antony Blinken's on the job. I mean, yeah, Biden's out to lunch, but that Blinken, that guy, yeah. Don't you? Confidence off the charts. It's probably mud in for Mark Levin. Talking about Joe Biden as a scam artist. And need you to hang with me on all this. Because there is a lot to put together here. So, talked about all these sanctions. Sanctions, sanctions, more sanctions. Lots of sanctions on top of maximum sanctions. I want you to put yourself in Biden's position. If your goal was to truly stop Putin, if your goal was truly to end the Ukrainian war, 
Would you have not gone to your advisors, I don't know, two years ago, and asked them to draw up every possible sanction against Russia that could exist? Would you not issue the order and then, I don't know, demand like a thrown into the kitchen sink at that point as well? Really? But wait, there's more, because by now you know full well that not one of Biden's Symbolic 500 new sanctions. I mean, you know they came up with 500 just because, too, right? That sounds like a good number. Gosh, these people suck. We're going to come up with 500 new sanctions on the two-year anniversary of the war. It's all virtue signaling BS. You know not one damn thing, not one of consequence is going to come out of any one of those 500 new sanctions. No more than any of the rest of the crap they pulled up to this point as they just sit there and lie through their teeth at you. Consider this. Do you know that Joe Biden still has never really sanctioned the one thing that matters to Russia? What matters to Russia? It's energy, right? Did you know that Joe Biden, not honestly, not truthfully, not meaningfully, not once has sanctioned Russian energy? Do you know what Russia has never been? Richer. No kidding. Russia has never been richer in its country's history than it is right now. Surprise. After all these sanctions. And did you know that you are the one often paying for it? Oh, no kidding. See, here's how the scam works. I mean, Biden is a good scam artist to give you that. See, Biden prevented direct importing of oil into the United States from Russia. That was one of the sanctions early on so that he could say he did so. Okay. What has he never sanctioned? Russian energy products into the United States, nor has he prevented our trading partners from conducting business with them. Yeah. So, huh? Interesting, right? Here's what really goes on. And I'm going to bring you CNN. CNN. No kidding. It was just four days ago that CNN produced the story that actually spells this out very well. Credit to them. The headline, the Kremlin has never been richer thanks to a U.S. strategic partner. Quoting the CNN story, Russia is entering its third year of war in Ukraine with an unprecedented amount of cash and government coffers bolstered by a record $37 billion dollars of crude oil sales to India last year. Oh, that's fun. According to new analysis, which concludes that some of the crude was refined by India and then exported to the United States as oil products worth more than a billion dollars, this flow of payments, ultimately to Moscow's benefit, comes from India increasing its purchases of Russian crude by over 13 times its pre-war amounts. Oh, just getting started. Back, listen to your calls as well. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold. 
a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Mark Levin, the George S. Patton of Talk Radio. Call him at 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. The White House announcing a new wave of sanctions, 500 sanctions targeting Russia, specifically individuals who are connected to Navalny's imprisonment, as well as the Russian financial sector, military and industrial base. The White House says that this will hit Russian President Vladimir Putin harder as it comes. Yeah, so uh, that is Fox's Alex Hogan there. And yes, we, we had crippling sanctions. Then we had maximum sanctions. Then we had more sanctions. Today we have 500 sanctions. It is just impressive sanctioning. I just, I don't know about you, but I just sit back and I go, wow, yeah. And look at the results. I mean, they're phenomenal. I mean, Putin just has been knocked back on his ass out of Ukraine. No longer a problem. Nah, I mean, no issue. It's just working. More effective Biden policy making the world safer because he's president of the United States. Either that or I don't know. Joe Biden is a scam artist. In fact, I say this in a rather declarative sense. Joe Biden is actually a scam artist. It's a body of work developed over decades in, in public service. Brian Mudd in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark is at CPAC back with us next week. By the way, I'm the host of The Brian Mudd Show, which is hubbed out of my home station, WJNO in West Palm Beach. You can always check me out socially at Brian Mudd Radio. Invite you to check out my podcast wherever you get your podcast, The Brian Mudd Show. And I'll always love connecting with you and hearing from you. And by the way, speaking of The Great One, before Monday and uh, Monday night show, You've got a brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 o'clock Sunday, Fox News Channel. As always, make sure your DVR is hit. Even if you watch Life, Liberty, and Levin live, go ahead and make sure that DVR is hit. Uh, Sunday's guests, Peter Schweitzer and John Yu. Will be a great show. All right, so as I'm talking about Joe Biden as a scam artist, and all these sanctions and, and the sham that these sanctions have been. I left off talking about a CNN story from just four days ago. They really were doing some some great reporting here. And I'm not saying that facetiously. They really were. Walk you back just a little bit. And if you're just joining us, the headline to the CNN story, the Kremlin has never been richer thanks to a U.S. strategic partner. And in the story, it says that Russia is entering its third year of war in Ukraine with an unprecedented amount of cash in government coffers, bolstered by a record $37 billion of crude oil sales to India last year. This according to new analysis, which concludes that some of the crude was refined by India and then exported to the United States as oil products worth more than $1 billion. This flow of payments, ultimately to Moscow's benefit, comes from India increasing its purchases of Russian crude by over 13 
15 times its pre-war amounts, according to the analysis by the Center for Research on Energy and Clean Air, exclusively shared with CNN. Russian crude sales to India are not subject to sanctions and are entirely legitimate. The net impact of India's crude purchases has been to weaken the pinch Russian President Vladimir Putin feels from oil sanctions. Russia's Federal Reserve's ballooned to a record $320 billion in 2023 and are set to rise further still. Roughly a third of the money was spent on the war in Ukraine last year, according to some analysts, and a greater proportion still is set to finance the conflict in 2024. The funds at the Kremlin's disposal put Moscow in a better position to sustain a lengthy war than Kiev. Isn't that fun? Things that make you go, hmm. Think about it. All Biden would have to do is enact sanctions against India for partnering with Russia to end this or anybody else who would step into India's role. Bottom line is, if you're going to end up taking Russian energy. And then you're going to ship it around the world, we're not going to do business with you. That would stop things really quickly. And even then. Biden could still just sanction, I don't know, all refined energy products from entering the United States, but he chooses not to. And again, not one damn of those 500 sanctions today did anything to change this. It is all virtue signaling, 100% of it. And I'm not done. We are still just getting warmed up here. But I don't want to work in some of your thoughts. Let's go to Lisa in Montana. Lisa, welcome to the show. In my call, you had mentioned George Santos, and I want to kind of correlate him with Rosendale here in Montana. I didn't know George Santos. I'd never followed anything in New York. But when all the press was scrutinizing his activity before he'd even gone to trial, which in our country, you're innocent until proven guilty, I decided to look into it. And when I looked into it, I found out that George Santos had a 20 to 30 percent higher voting record, meaning a good conservative voting record than every other of the Republicans from New York. He was making all the other Republicans look really bad. He had a 100% score in some categories um, from certain conservative groups, and uh, his worst score was still 30 to 40% better than some of the other Republicans from New York, including Elise Stefan. So I was really surprised to find that out. And then in Rosendale's situation, it's the same thing. He has a much higher voting record and score for conservative issues than Zinke or Danes, and yet it appears that uh, the crew here in Montana wants to take out Rosendale. They uh, put pressure on him to not move forward with his Senate race, and I find that to be extremely disheartening that it's the Republicans taking out our good, strong conservatives across the country. Well, I mean, it's an interesting train of thought you have there. Like, I'll, I'll speak to the Santos situation. It is true that his voting record, uh, you know, if you take a look at a Liberty score, that type of thing, it was a lot higher than other, especially New York Republicans. You mentioned Stefanik, who, you know, is very popular in conservative circles. Yeah, her her historical record is is that of, you know, somebody who's slightly right of center, certainly not a, a strong conservative. She has moved to the right more recently as she is taken up in, in a leadership position within the House and as uh, she certainly is cozied up to to Trump. Uh, nevertheless, I mean, you know, Santos did what he did and he was a fraud. 
And, you know, I, I do not believe you have the same kind of situation going on in Montana. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the conservative litmus test. There are a lot of different ways you, you can go about that particular test. But a liberty score is an interesting one to to go by. I'll give you that. Let's go to Art in Michigan. Art, welcome to the show. Bart Simpson. Hey, yeah, Art. Did you, you, did you catch that? I did not. My yeah, name go is ahead, Art. Art. Uh, it's not Art. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Um, okay. The reason for my call is, and I don't think anybody has ever mentioned this to him, but your call screener thinks it's a good question. And uh, I'm just kind of wondering what would happen if Joe Biden collapses in whether he's at the uh, at his home in Delaware, Camp David, the White House. What would happen if he collapses? If he collapses and he's not able to do the job, then uh, you, you know who the vice president is. And that person would end up ascending to the presidency until uh, the, the point at which Biden would be competent to be able to to carry out the the you know, abilities. It's it would be no different. You know, you've you've heard examples of presidents, contemporary presidents, uh, for example, that have gone under for a medical procedure during that time of going under. The vice president is actually sworn in uh, you know, to, to make any decisions that need to be made. It'd be no different if Joe Biden is unconscious for any length of time or permanently, then, uh, you know, the the vice president is sworn into that role and. That's what end, uh, ends up happening from there. And uh, yeah, uh, obviously you have a concerted effort underway to try to prevent this from happening now that the Secret Service is at the bottom of the steps of Air Force One because of the concerns about the president not being able to make it up or down the stairs. Although I will say this, I, I've been known to trip upstairs too, and and I don't have the same type of uh, mental issues as, as Joe, but I, I think our problems are a little bit different. Let's go to Helen. Helen, welcome to the show. Hi, Brian. Um, speaking of Biden, the scam artist, um, in Europe, Ukraine was invaded and attacked by Russia. In the Middle East, Israel was invaded and attacked by the Gazans. Yet the scam artist Biden is trying to force Israel to stop fighting. And yet, to the contrary, why is he not trying to force Ukraine to stop fighting? Oh, this is good. This is very good, Helen. Uh, in fact, it ties into where I am going next. And yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just speak a, a little bit more broadly to the the point you're making there. Take, for example, this so-called bipartisan aid package that passed the Senate and that all kinds of pressure is being brought on House Speaker Mike Johnson to to bring to a floor vote, which, by the way, he never should. We should never spend one damn other dollar in Ukraine, not one. In that same aid package, there is $14 billion that is also, you've got $60 billion plus that is allocated for Ukraine. You have $14 billion for Israel. Then you have another $10 billion that is allocated for Palestinians. Now, the Palestinians are who exactly? Oh, right. The, The people who are supportive of Hamas. And does Hamas allow anything to enter that territory without their hands getting on it? Not exactly, all right? So what the pre- president wants to do is not only continue to funnel the lion's share of the money into Ukraine, and again, uh, the president being the scam artist he is, 
I'm going to further this point momentarily. But then you take a look at even the aid that he is wanting to provide to Israel at this point. He, he wants to provide nearly equal aid to Hamas. So I don't know what we might have mutually um, enjoyed destruction with our tax dollars doing it. I mean, and it, it's absolutely absurd on so many different levels. And, and your point about the rest of it is, is well taken, too. As I've said many times you know, on this show, the entire world is less safe because Joe Biden is president of the United States. The moment that Afghanistan collapsed, you saw the chain reaction. Everything happened. And no doubt, no doubt that you never have Hamas entering Israel. You certainly never have Russia entering Ukraine. You, you wouldn't have the border crisis that we have. All of the crises that exist not only are a result of Joe Biden being president of the United States, but in many respects, were done at the order of Joe Biden as president of the United States. One of the important points I made the onset of this hour in setting up Joe Biden as a scam artist is one of his first actions, rescinding sanctions against Russia. Think about it for a moment. A priority of President Biden, you get into office day one, what do you start doing? Taking down President Trump's border policy. So you have an open border and you begin that crisis and to take down sanctions against Russia. Why exactly? So you start to begin to piece some of these things together. They are all part of the larger body of work by this president. So I'm going to next take you to a story that I first brought you March 4th of 2022 entitled, Is the U.S. Really Still Importing Russian Oil? I'm going to establish a couple of points that I've mentioned. We're going to piece this whole thing together next. I'm Brian Mudd, in for the great one. Mud Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. House of Representatives must pass the bipartisan national security bill. The bill provides urgent funding for Ukraine, and it passed overwhelmingly in the Senate. And there's no question, none, none, 
If the speaker call for vote in the House. Yeah, no question. It'll pass. Yeah, we got to pass that thing. We got to get all that money to Ukraine. So imperative. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. That guy's a scam artist. Joe Biden is a scam artist. So I'll walk you to a story I first brought you March 4th of 2022 entitled, Is the U.S. Really Still Importing Russian Oil? And in my story, I said this. I said, as of today, the Biden administration has not placed any sanctions on the importing of Russian energy. That means importing Russian oil remains legal in the United States and shipments continue to arrive daily. In fact, the only thing President Biden has done since becoming president is dramatically raise the influence of Russia over the energy markets and specifically to make the U.S. more reliant on Russian energy. Under the Trump administration, Russia wasn't even a top 10 energy trader with the United States. Under the Biden administration, petroleum imports into the United States have risen by greater than 400 percent. According to the most recent government reporting, Russia is currently the third leading supplier of U.S. energy, having recently passed Saudi Arabia for that distinction. The reason this has happened is due to Biden's week one executive orders limiting domestic energy production and distribution. With U.S. production and distribution being limited by the Biden administration, but with demand for energy growing, energy must come from somewhere. And there aren't many options around the world to replace that energy. Outside the U.S., the biggest block is OPEC. However, the cartel collectively regulates the amount of energy they'll produce at any time. The OPEC countries made clear that they're thrilled with the highest price for oil in over a decade when they decided not to increase production levels, knowing that it would help lower prices. If the world's top producer, the United States, is inhibited by its own government, and if the OPEC nations have voted not to increase supply, where's that energy coming from? Russia has been and is the biggest beneficiary of the restrictive policy. Okay? All that has changed since that policy was in place two years ago, is that Russia now funnels its oil products through India. That's all that's changed. Biden ended U.S. energy independence, making Americans poorer and Russia richer, with you literally buying Russian oil and financing their war and not even realizing it. Biden virtue signals with sanctions, but never issues ones that really matter. Never has. And what is it that he he wants from you? Oh, that's right. More money for Ukraine. We're going to have more money for Ukraine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Doesn't seem like he's very interested in ending the war, does it? So there are two sides to stories and one side to facts. Does anyone else find it, I don't know, at least a little bit curious, given the established facts, that Biden wants to continue to funnel tens of billions of your tax dollars into Ukraine? The very country where his crackhead son was paid millions of dollars by a corrupt energy company. The very country where Biden had oversight as vice president. The very country where he had an anti-corruption prosecutor fired over the threat of losing U.S. foreign aid while vice president. It's all a coincidence, right? All a coincidence. Or, in the event it's not, Joe Biden is a scam artist. Yeah, I'm sure it was just a oversight this time with the 500 new sanctions that we still have India processing Russian energy and sending it to us. Oh, but then there's the border scam, and I've got that for you next. Brian Mudd in for the great one, Mark Levin. 
This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. It was one week ago that opposition leader Alexei Navalny died in a Russian jail. Now, a spokesperson for Navalny says that a Russian investigator called his mother, giving her an ultimatum, three hours to decide, essentially agree to a private funeral where Navalny will be buried. Yeah, uh, or just be buried, you know, where they they sent him to die in the first place. Now, Fox's. Alex Hogan reporting there. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. Mark is at CPAC. He's back with us next week. I'm talking about Joe Biden as a scam artist. As a scam artist. I know these days, given that he is identified by a special prosecutor as being effectively not mentally fit to be able to stand trial. I mean, he's literally not being prosecuted for crimes that he's committed because he's not capable of standing trial but the extent to which he has been successful operating a scam over the course of his political career is spectacular in the first hour it was all about russia the 500 new sanctions today boy those sanctions when in reality the only sanctions that Joe Biden has ever been involved with with Russia that mattered getting rid of the Trump sanctions against Russia when he first became president of the United States. If you missed the first hour of the show, it's a must to listen. Go back and check out the podcast when you have an opportunity to do so. But now you see that there really is an interest in keeping this war going in Ukraine. There really is an interest in funneling more of your money over there. There really is a way that Joe Biden could end Russia's involvement with Ukraine by cutting off their money. But he chooses not to do it because he still has never had a meaningful sanction against Russian energy. And it's a fact that even CNN is reporting on that Russia has never been richer than it is right now. And That Russian energy is still coming into the United States via India. You're still buying and paying and financing Putin's war. And you know that Biden and company know about all this. So they want you to continue to fund the war in Ukraine while they want you to continue to fund Russia's involvement in the war. While they want you to give money to Israel, sure, but also at the same time, effectively give money to Hamas. All things that make you go, hmm. So again, check out the first hour if you missed it. Now let's talk about the border, because Joe Biden is also a scam artist when it comes to the border. You know, uh, much like Dementia Joe's Russian policy. There are so many similarities here, starting with executive actions and executive actions that he took early on. You know, today, as mass migrant, they're always migrants, the mass migrant relocations from San Diego 
to destinations across the country, like, I don't know, your neighborhood, while they started taking place, we continue to hear murmurs of President Biden doing what he had already said he couldn't do. Use executive orders to stem the border crisis that he created, right? I mean, you've heard this over the past few days. President Biden considering all these new executive actions. Now, he's not done anything yet. There's a lot of pressure on his left to keep the status quo open border situation going. But he realizes what a political loser it is as well. And so he's trying to figure out the best way to navigate that situation. But of course, this whole thing is entirely a scam. Joe Biden, the scam artist, has always been lying about this. And none of it's complicated. The Joe Biden border scam started on January 20th, 2021, the first day that he was president. That is the day that he signed an executive order to end the construction of the southern border wall. Something that not only stopped what had been effective by the Trump administration, but actually ended up costing us as taxpayers over $4 billion more to stop it than it would have just to let the thing continue to be built. That's how bent he was on making sure that his objective for an open border was achieved. It was also on January 22nd, 2021, the first day that Joe Biden was president, that he signed a separate executive order to end President Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Okay, so we got to got to end construction of the border wall. We've got to end the remain in Mexico policy. Then it was on February 2nd, 2021, just 12 days into his presidency, that Joe Biden signed the executive order mandating border patrol shift policies from border security to processing and relocating asylum seekers into the interior. Now, the current border crisis was literally ordered. Think about this. It wasn't just allowed. It was ordered to happen by President Biden, starting within the first few hours that he was on the job. Similar to the whole Russian situation. Hey, let's take down these Trump sanctions on Russia. Hey, let's open the southern border. Spending whatever taxpayer money we have to do to make sure this border is as open as possible. And now. All he has ever had to do to stop the crisis is is just simply to reinstate the orders that he struck down. You you even hear this. The Wall Street Journal, he talked about some posers there. (laughs) They even put out a piece over the past couple of days. You'll hear this. Oh, Joe Biden, if he really does get tough on on border policy, they're going to he won't be successful. They're they're going to be all kinds of legal challenges. Uh, Hey, guys. This just in. We had all of those legal challenges with the Trump executive actions. And guess what? All the executive actions that were in place the day that Joe Biden became president of the United States, every last one of them survived those legal challenges. It is such a BS argument by everybody associated with this. Oh, if Joe Biden can't, he really can't do this. And, and I mean, I, it is remarkable the, the extent to which your godless souls and slanderous news media just sits back and lies to you. But anyway, while it remains to be seen what Biden will do and the potential backtracking on his, his devastating border policies, if anything, There remains the other issue that's also not complicated here. What should be done with those that are already here? Yesterday, I thought this was interesting. Sinclair Media, they pulled the most straightforward question that I've ever seen on the topic of deportation. And the answer was as clear as it is obvious. 
You know, most of the time, the, the questions are worded, uh, the, the warm and fluffy migrants who only mean to be good humans on this planet, uh, should we deport them? You know, you'll, you'll get some kind of question from a pollster warded that way. No, Sinclair, they asked an honest question. Should people who cross the U.S. border illegally be deported? What do you think? All right, what do you think? Should people who cross the U.S. border illegally be deported? Guess what the answer was to that question? When asked appropriately, 97% of respondents said yes. 97%. Imagine that. Yet, with millions of illegal immigrants entering annually under Biden's open border, you know how many are being deported? We only had 142,500 deportations over the past year. We have significantly more illegal border crossers in a month than total deportations in a year. And no, asylum seekers are not here legitimately. This was something that I talked about the last time I was with you on the show three weeks ago, the uh, February 2nd. Go check out that show if you need to. Over 97% of asylum seekers, over 97% are nothing more than illegal immigrants that are scamming the system. They're federal criminals that most commonly steal resources from taxpayers. See, the way the asylum system works, and this is part of why there's not an honest conversation about this. International asylum law says this. You are evading the country that is repressing you. That means the next country that you step foot in is where your asylum claim would be legitimate. It is literally not possible for anybody other than a Mexican to come across our southern border and have a legitimate asylum claim. It is not possible. Because the only other way you can have a legitimate asylum claim is if you're a refugee that is brought directly into the United States from wherever a refugee is being brought in from. By definition, only a Mexican could have a legitimate asylum claim in the United States. So you hear about all the asylum seekers and everything. Over 97% are nothing more than thug illegal immigrants. They're thugs. They're federal criminals. And, And they're not only federal criminals... The most commonly steal resources from taxpayers via the cost of processing and relocating them to a location near you. But there are also federal criminals that then steal additional resources from you, as most end up immediately on government assistance programs. So there are federal criminals that then commit additional crimes because over a quarter of all federal crimes are now committed by illegal immigrants. They also mentioned to you recently, imagine this, illegal immigrants, I'm sorry, asylum seekers, over nine times more likely to commit a federal crime than a legal citizen. Imagine that. Imagine that. Somebody's first act was to come here illegally. Um, They might be far more inclined to commit crimes once they get, they might not actually respect our laws once they get here. Who would have known? Huh. So if you want to eliminate Uh, Over a quarter of all federal crimes, all you've got to do is eliminate the border crisis and deport illegal immigrants. That's all independent, of course, of the steady contingent of, oh, look at this, Chinese, Yemenis, all kinds of related military age people that Biden is letting in and, and whatever their intentions are, which I'm sure are good, right? And isn't it nice to think that we'll be paying for the Chinese, the Yemenis, all these military age men that are coming over to carry out whatever it is that they've been sent here to do. I mean, that's one thing that'd be different between, you know, like whatever will be in nine 11 is that we weren't as taxpayers actually paying for the terrorists to carry things out. 
In this particular case, we are actually paying to facilitate all the illegal crimes that are already committed against us over a federal, a quarter of all federal crime and whatever will be. See, that can make you feel good. Thank you, Joe Biden. So, as I mentioned on the February 2nd show, raped, pillaged, and abused. Some people, literally, all of us, financially, as a result of Biden's border crisis. I'll pick up there next. I'm Brian Mudd, in for the great one. Mud Lovin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. We have seen many hundreds of migrants released, just released to the streets here in San Diego over the past couple hours. We're told these are going to be going on pretty much all day long into the afternoon. These are people coming in from all over the planet. We've been talking to handfuls of them. They've all crossed the California border in recent days. Talked to some people from China, from Senegal, from Mauritania, from Peru, Colombia, India, Ecuador, Haiti. Yeah, that is Fox's Bill Malugin. You can't make it up. Uh, And and then almost right on cue, and it's almost chilling how right on cue this is. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. The last thing I I set up before the break was raped, pillaged, and abused. And I said some people literally in all of us financially as a result of Biden's border crisis. Well, this just in. This just in. There's been an arrest in the murder of the University of Georgia nursing student. And uh, guess what? Not a U.S. citizen. Not a U.S. citizen. That's the official line by authorities right now. They say the evidence is extensive. So yes, there's an arrest that is not a U.S. citizen. Mentioned that over a, a quarter of all federal crime is now committed by illegal immigrants. I've talked about how if you want to eliminate over a quarter of human trafficking, if you want to eliminate over a quarter of sex trafficking, over a quarter of drug trafficking, if you want to get rid of over a quarter of that, all you got to do is get rid of illegal immigrants. But what do we do? We allow more of them in every single day. If you want to eliminate over a quarter of all property crimes, what do you do? You get rid of the illegal immigrants. If you want to get rid of over a quarter of the fraud that is committed in this country, you get rid of illegal immigrants. And it starts 
with stopping the flow. But what isn't to love about all this? Again, Joe Biden is a scam artist. As he ordered all of this to happen to us. And as I also mentioned to you a few weeks ago, due to the Biden administration's lawlessness in allowing for all this, we are also now paying $1,156 per year per taxpayer to facilitate all of it. That's what I want you to remember as you're filing your taxes. The hard cost of all of this, for all of this crime, for the facilitating of all this lawlessness, you pay now $1,156. And that goes for every single federal taxpayer in your home. Now, back to the idea of deportations. There are not many issues that 97% of people can agree on. And no, no matter what Joe Biden does or, or doesn't decide to do with our southern border now, you know that he's not going to do what needs to be done to credibly deport those he's already let in. But you know that a future President Trump, on the other hand, he would, right? So his promised mass deportation event upon becoming president isn't just the appropriate thing for a president to do. It happens to be an overwhelmingly politically popular thing for him to do, which runs counter, by the way, to most of the media coverage of this. Allah, this from the Washington Post yesterday. Trump has made similar promises and has used inflammatory smears since his 2016 campaign. Don't you love that? It's an inflammatory smear now to say that we are going to deport illegal immigrants. But he, his aides, and his allies say a second turn in office would be more effective in operating the levers of the federal bureaucracy and less valuable to internal resistance. During his term, formal, former officials said Trump learned to install more officials at the Department of Homeland Security who would carry out his orders instead of trying to curb his impulses. While advisors agree on border security... Building a wall on the southern border and deporting migrants who have committed crimes after entering the country as winning political issues. One advisor expressed concern that promising to deport massive numbers of people who haven't been convicted of a crime could hurt Trump in a general election campaign. Um, False. This just in. You do not have to be convicted of being an illegal immigrant. If you are not here illegally, guess what? You are an illegal immigrant. Guess what? If you came here and you're from China across the southern border, you are an illegal immigrant. Joe Biden is a scam artist. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. 
Mark Luffin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. You got massive numbers now of Chinese coming across the border. Uh, this is uh, incredible that, that we'd be allowing people from all over the world who we have no idea who they are across the border. It is not possible, not possible for a legitimate asylum seeker from China to come across the southern border. Every single one of them is an illegal immigrant. And yet every single day we're letting them in. And what do you think the motivations are? By the way, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis there. And ever since he dropped out, he's back to being a great governor of Florida, which given where I derive from, I am I'm thrilled to see uh, back in the saddle, uh, the, the the governor. And he was involved in a whole lot more today, including deploying more resources from Florida to the southern border. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. By the way, I am the host of the Brian Mudd Show, WJNO in West Palm Beach is my, my hub. I uh, can be followed socially at Brian Mudd Radio. Check out my podcast, The Brian Mudd Show, wherever you get your podcasts and it is always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. I have always enjoyed my time guest hosting for the great one who's at CPAC and will be back with us on Monday. Now, I'm talking about the scam artist that is Joe Biden. In the first hour, I talked about the scam artist that is Joe Biden as it pertains to Russia and all these sanctions and the questionable motivation in Ukraine and keeping this war going. This hour, I'm talking about the scam artist that is Joe Biden as it pertains to our southern border. And no more had we been talking about the crimes that are committed due to the illegal immigrants, the, 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 the blessed uh, asylum seekers that are scam artists. Again, over 97% of asylum seekers are nothing more than federal criminals. They are nothing more than scam artists. They're not legitimate asylum seekers. But they scam the system. They abuse our resources. They strain our resources. And then they commit crimes at nine times a greater rate. And we have this development, the breaking news that's just in over the past 15 minutes or so. The slain University of Georgia nursing student, Lincoln Riley. And... You can't make this stuff up. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's even ironic at this point. The very first thing I thought of, knowing everything that I know and everything that I cover and everything that I bring to you informationally on crimes committed by illegal immigrants and how pervasive it is. As soon as I heard of this lane, that's immediately where my mind went. I wonder if this was an illegal immigrant. So here is, is what we know. Police have arrested and charged Jose Antonio Ibarra with malice murder, felony murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, kidnapping, hindering the 911 call, and concealing the death of another. And while they said they don't know the exact status of the authorities, the University of Georgia police, they don't know the exact status they know he's not a U.S. citizen. They believe he's from Venezuela. Got this? 
you have somebody who lacks legal status, a young man who lacks legal status from Venezuela, who police say they have extensive evidence in the horrific assault and, and murder of this young nursing student. You tell me there isn't blood on the hands of Joe Biden, the scam artist. That he actually can go to sleep and I, I you know, the dementia, I, I think actually at this point is almost necessary because if he actually remembered day to day exactly what his actions did, I don't know that he would be able to sleep. So I actually do think that, that in terms of any semblance of a conscience that might be left with the scam artist, I actually think the dementia is, is helpful as a coping mechanism for him. Let's go to Rod in Colorado. Rod, welcome to the show. So, very interesting. Joe Biden doesn't have a trace of Christian integrity any, anywhere. And he's surrounded with a criminal element. His, his um, uh, cabinet, they're all Marxists. And what they're doing to Donald Trump, they're... Uh, imposing a a bill of attainder on him to deny him his natural rights. I mean, he's a a crime criminal. That's all he is. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Appreciate the call, Rod. And I I hear the frustration in your voice as well. And there's reason for all this. You know, you, you, you talk about him being a criminal. I mean, quite literally, right? You you have a special prosecutor that try, if we were to leave everything else out of it, if we were to leave all the Biden crime family stuff out, if we were to, you know, just look past everything else, it, it, the special prosecutor uh, he did say that extensive criminal behavior over many years had taken place with Joe Biden. It, just simply that it's not being charged because he doesn't believe that he'd be fit to stand trial. He doesn't believe that it, he would be even credible enough before a jury that the, that the prosecution could be sec- successful in, in bringing the case. I mean, which certainly gives you the warm and fuzzies about his competency and being able to do the day job. But yes, yeah, the elements that are around him as well. But there, there are a couple of points that are here that are instructive. And, you know, they're they're almost competing at this point. You know, on, on one hand, it's really easy to take a look at just how pathetic Joe Biden is. I mean, from a viability standpoint where he is. Clearly, very seriously in, in mental decline, and Lord knows the extent of, of his competency one day to the next. But on the other hand, it's it's easy to undersell his longer range mission and the intent behind it. There's no question that the desire to surround himself with all the Marxists from the Obama administration, that's a choice. There's no question that a day one priority to eliminate Russian sanctions and to eliminate President Trump's very ex- successful border policy to open up the border. There's no doubt but that there is significant intent behind those types of actions. There's no doubt that as Joe Biden has issued all these sanctions, including, remember, maximum sanctions right after the Russian invasion of, of Ukraine, Joe Biden said that we were issuing maximum sanctions before issuing more sanctions before today, issuing 500 more sanctions. Not one of which still has dealt with anything that remotely matters when it comes to Russia, which is oil policy. And again, Russia has never been richer than it is right now. 
And Americans are literally paying for it. All at Joe Biden's directive. So the intent of his policy is very much there. And, and I do think it's that's an instructive point, too. Uh, it, it, the, the viability concerns are one thing, but the nefarious actions, the intent behind those nefarious actions, and no doubt about those. Let's go to Rick in my neck of the woods. Rick from Boca Raton. Welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Brian. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, you and I had the great uh, uh, I had the great pleasure of meeting you at the Rick Scott event uh, about a year ago in West Palm Beach. Perhaps you'll recall. It was a great event. I, I appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you. I, I actually have a solution that for both the border crisis and for Ukraine that aligns the interests of rhinos, conservatives, um, and costs less than a rounding error in DHS's budget. All right. And the, an- the answer is simplicity itself. The answer is you put a camera crew at the border. As soon as they jump the border, you get them. Where are you going? You ask them where they're going, and you put them on a plane to Ukraine. All these uh, Ukraine <laughs> has a desperate need for military fighting men. They, they lost 70,000 dead. They have a half a million injured. They need, they need people. They need young men to fight. Um, and we can just implement a remaining Ukraine program, uh, you know, and round, and I guarantee you, you put one camera crew on this project and there will be no one approaching the border and it'll cost a couple of plane rides. Remain in Ukraine. That's amazing. Uh, Rick, I, I appreciate the thought. I, I love the I love the uh, the notion behind that. It is uh, a stroke of, of brilliance. And and I do believe that if we had a remain in Ukraine uh, policy in place where yeah, we, we deported to to Ukraine, the front lines. You probably would see a decline at our southern border rather quickly, Uh, though that all actually would serve the interest of the Biden administration, probably extending the uh, war in in Ukraine uh, still further. But uh, great idea. Let's go to Jim in California. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, Jim. All right, let's go to Mark. Mark in Texas. Hey, Mark. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I appreciate all the points. I appreciate all the points you're making tonight. Very informative. Uh, But I wanted to mention this to you. If you've immigrated to this country, you haven't done anything wrong. You've filled out the paperwork and come in through the front door. Uh, I'm as much against illegal migration as anybody else. So. It's starting to get a little annoying. You're using the word illegal immigrant. It, it's not interchangeable with illegal alien or illegal migrant. They mean different things. Oh, so, but they don't. But they don't, Mark. And, you know, I, I, I think I appreciate the sentiment of where you're, where you're coming from. But you, you've got to get up earlier than that to get this one by me. Again, under asylum policy, the only thing, the only thing that counts as asylum is escaping the country that you are repressed by and arriving in another country where you can declare your asylum. It is not possible, and and I cannot be any more clear than this. It is not policy, not international policy, to be able to have a legitimate asylum seeker come across our southern border that isn't from Mexico. It is not 
possible because they have to cut pass through other countries where they could declare asylum. So what you have had done, some carve outs for some other countries that the Biden administration has said, but they extend to these countries, except that he's done that through executive action. He hasn't done that through a policy, through a law that would alter the United States asylum program. So it is not legitimate. It's just the Biden administration taking it upon himself to change and and implement these things. So what has to happen? It's kind of like the states that enable uh, people that will will take other people's homes. Right. So if you have squatters and homes in certain states that that aren't strong on property rights, if a squatter gets in your home, what happens? You have to go through a civil litigation process to get them out. And so the benefit of the doubt in the legal system is actually provided to the person who has essentially stolen somebody else's home and is living there. That is exactly what Joe Biden has done with the asylum program. Whether you are are trying to get one past me or whether you're just not all that aware, you will find few people that are well as well versed on asylum policy as I am. And the reality is they've taught and actually, I would invite you to go back to the show I did three weeks ago because I went chapter and verse and all this to explain how all this came to be, how all this happens. You literally have people that go to these asylum seekers and tell them what the magic words are to get into the asylum process. So they bring them into this country. They say, uh, yeah, asylum. And even if they're from China, they said the magic word China or asylum, and now they're on U.S. soil. So what happens? Well, now they're part of the legal process. So now they have to go through this court system. A court process, which in many cases is over seven years in the making now. So what happens in the meantime is the Biden administration says, yeah, where do you want to go? Oh, I want to go to Mark's neighborhood. So they pay to send the illegal immigrant from China or wherever to Mark's neighborhood. Get them set up on government programs once the the Chinese actors get there. And then we, we... wait for this whole process to play out. Meanwhile, most of these quote unquote asylum seekers never show up when their court date finally arrives. Overwhelming majority never do that instantly makes them illegal immigrants. And then a majority from there don't end up getting granted asylum by the judges because again, they're not legitimate asylum seekers. There are two sides to stories, one side to facts, no conflating. It's a bunch of nonsense. I'm Brian Mudd. And for the great one. Mark Lovin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. 
did say that he has been uh, working with his attorneys, uh, trying to understand uh, what, what executive action would be upheld in the courts and would be constitutional. Yeah, that is Utah Governor Spencer Cox. You know, you had Biden addressing the Governor's Association today, and he said, well, you know, what really needs to happen is that, uh, well, Congress really needs to pass the 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 border bill, which the border bill is a scam. Speaking of which, I'm talking about Joe Biden as a scam artist, Joe Biden, the scam artist on Russia, Joe Biden, the scam artist on the border and border policy, in addition to enabling scam artists, which are the asylum seekers. Brian Mudd in for the great one, Mark Levin. By the way, you know, Mark is at CPAC. He'll be back with us on Monday. In the meantime, you don't have to, to wait that long to get new content from him. Fox News Channel, 8 o'clock every Sunday. Life, Liberty, and Levin. Make sure you always hit your DVR for it. This Sunday, brand new show with guests Peter Schweitzer and John Yu. Again, Life, Liberty, Levin, Fox News Channel, 8 o'clock Sunday. It is a really important point uh, to understand the difference in legitimate asylum seekers and everybody else. And to understand, again, that over 97 percent, over 97 percent. And by the way, when I'm being generous at 97 percent, I always want to give you information that I know is airing on the side of accuracy rather than overstating the reality. When I've actually done some initial calculations, like you can go and check the ethnicity, the estimated ethnicity, because in many cases, you don't even have these people that are being processed that that have known destinations. And and again, when they don't have documentation, they can lie and say anything they want. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I'm from here. Oh, OK. Are you really from there? Is there really any way? So you don't even know. Right. I mean, the whole thing is just a sham. But to understand how the system is, is being gamed, it, that is critical in all this. It looks like over 99% of the asylum seekers are really nothing more than illegal immigrants, and they know it. Asylum means something. It means you're fleeing a country. It doesn't mean that you get a free pass to American goodies, and I don't know, to spy on the U.S. Hey, by the way, the U.N. is funding illegal immigration into the U.S. I'll tell you about it next. Brian Mudd in for the great one, Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. 
Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. What we don't want is people who don't qualify clogging up that system and causing six, seven-year delays for those who have legitimate uh, legal ability to be here. Oh, look at that. Even the Colorado governor, even the Democrat, Jared Polish, making some sense at the Governor's Association today. Yeah, we don't want abuse of the asylum system. Imagine that. We don't want seven years. We don't want at least 97% of the people crossing our southern border being illegal immigrants that are not eligible to be here. The, the, the migrants, the, the blessed migrants, they're not they're migrants in the literal sense of the war. They are not migrants in the sense that they have any legitimacy here in the United States of America, because almost all of them don't. They are federal criminals and they are federal criminals that have been enabled by the scam artist that is the president of the United States, who is Joe Biden, which has been the theme of the show tonight. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. Mark is at CPAC. He's back with all of us on Monday. So as I've been walking you through the the scam artist, Joe Biden, on Russia and all the BS sanctions, what a joke that is and how it's a whole wag the dog thing. I've been walking you through Joe Biden, the scam artist on border policy. Let me further that with the U.N., in Biden's role in funding the U.N. So the United Nations is funding illegal immigration into the United States. Did you know this? The U.N. is funding illegal immigration into our country. So yeah, the the United Nations, they have a plan in place to effectively fund illegal immigration in our country this year. It was a new plan for this year. I mean, they've done it before, but nothing like this. So you have preeminent border expert and investigative reporter Todd Benzman. By the way, Benzman and and his team at the Center for Immigration Studies, phenomenal. They do incredible work. You want border information? Center for Immigration Studies and Benzman in particular. So anyway, uh, recently they provided a, a detailed analysis of a U.N. program that is designed to, oh, look at this, directly help fund illegal immigration into our country. But while there there's a new plan in place for the U.N. to funnel. U.S. taxpayer money into a program that essentially facilitates illegal immigration, it's far from the first time they have used your money to help assist the migration effort. So I'm going to first show you how this has developed over time. In 2021, as President Biden took office, the U.N. went, "Ooh, this is opportunity time. We can institute our agenda now. We got Biden in office. So the United Nations in 2021 started a program to provide debit cards to migrant families in Mexico, which were en route to our southern border. Yeah, did you know this? See, in uh, November of 2021, in Reynoso, Mexico, Benzman documented just, I mean, lines and lines of, of migrants, lines of migrants. That were getting assistance cards from the United Nations. Migrant families received cards of up to $800 for a family of four. Isn't that nice? Again, provided that they were 
en route to our southern border. Having now engaged with that program during the first three years of the Biden administration, because we got to make sure that all of these these migrants. That they get to our southern border successfully and that they infiltrate, I'm sorry, that they resettle into our country awaiting their court hearing, of course, that they'll almost certainly show up for. Making sure that they get here, that they settle. Now, there's a far more aggressive program that's been put in place this year. The United Nations created what they call the 2024 Regional Refugee and Migrant Response Plan. The plan is allocated $1.6 billion of taxpayer funds, of course, for the purpose of providing what they call refugee migrant aid through 17 Latin American countries. Now, given that migration is happening out of these countries, not into them, at least permanently, you do have some foreign nationals from other continents that land in those Latin American countries for the purpose of then joining a caravan and route to our southern border. That does happen. But anyway, one can infer what the intended purpose of this program is meant to be. But there's one aspect of the program in particular that doesn't leave anything regarding the U.N.'s intent in doubt. There's a specific section within the U.N.'s 2024 migrant plan that calls for using $372 million in cash and voucher assistance. This is to be specifically used for an estimated 624,000 migrants that are bound for the United States. Okay, so the plan calls for these funds to be issued in prepaid rechargeable debit cards. Okay, prepaid rechargeable debit cards and cash in envelopes. No kidding. You heard me right. The United Nations is literally taking your tax dollars. They are literally putting it into envelopes and then handing it out directly to illegal immigrants. I'm sorry, very legitimate asylum seekers. Over 97% of which are deemed to be nothing more than illegal immigrants, but they're asylum seekers at that point. They're migrants. The illegal immigrants entering the United States. Cash and envelopes being handed out. In addition to the rechargeable debit cards. But wait, there's more while supplies last. See, the United Nations plan is also providing what they call humanitarian transportation to our southern border as well. You see, they they cite this as being necessary because of the threats posed by the cartels. So we've got to now transport. So now the United Nations is involved in the direct transportation of illegal immigrants to our southern border with our tax dollars. Handing out our tax dollars in the forms of rechargeable debit cards and just cash and envelopes because, hey, it's only your money. And still, is there anybody out there still defending? But but it's an asylum thing. It's asylum. They're migrants, not illegal immigrants. Okay, I just want you as you pay your taxes, I want you to think about this. Really think if you're that stuck on stupid that you think that's somehow or another acceptable. But anyway, that's not where the story ends. See, the U.N. migrant plan, it's very comprehensive. Uh, Asylum-seeking migrants, they they are 
provided assistance to, to help settle because we can't just help get them to our southern border or, or directly take them there. We can't just give them cash, your money in hand as they cross the border. We've got to make sure that the United Nations with your tax dollars continues to fund them while they're here, while they also are on government assistance programs paid for by you, of course. You see, the cards that are rechargeable, that $800 for a family of four, oh, it's not necessarily a one-month thing. That becomes a monthly stipend now. The cards are being automatically credited by the United Nations with your money monthly. Additionally, they are also offering rent support. For an estimated 473,000 illegal immigrants inside the United States. The top source of funding to the U.N.? Of course, you know, it's the United States. And again, about this being part of the Biden scam, it's not just that the, the Biden scam is the open border policy that allows the U.N. to do this. No, it's also the increased funding to the United Nations by Joe Biden so that they can do things like this. You see, the Biden administration, with Democrats in control of Congress the first two years of his presidency, they increase U.N. funding by 55 percent over Trump administration levels. That's what enabled directly all this to take place. So what's evident here is that the United Nations. The United Nations has a clear open borders agenda, consistent with the president of the United States, of course. And has used significant increases in U.S. funding to first establish and then greatly expand an open border agenda facilitating a steady flow of illegal migrants into the United States. It's an agenda that then provides for the illegal migrants to effectively settle once here. So, yeah, there, there is a clear political agenda within the United Nations. The, the very entity, which was just recently found to have had what? Oh, that's right. Remember the aid workers, the aid workers that were in league with Hamas terrorists, the aid workers that actually were like Hamas terrorists. Notice how that one has largely gone away pretty quickly. Got to brush that one under the right. It was an isolated incident. The United Nations is an organization which intentionally or unintentionally, if we believe that it was an accident, that they hired a staff that was in league with Hamas. They're an organization that is engaged in highly political agendas that directly intercede with political agendas and now comes around the world. The fact of the matter is that the United Nations is actively engaged in funding illegal immigration into the United States, and they're using your money to do it. All part of the scam. How all of these things come together. It is so pervasive what this administration has done, what Joe Biden's open border policies have allowed, and how so many different entities and interests from around the world have taken advantage of it and see nothing but opportunity to continue to take advantage of it. I'm Brian Mudd, in for the, for the great one. Mud Lovin. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. What's interesting, we have not met one person from Mexico out here, not a single person. Yeah, that is Fox's Bill Malugin, and he was covering the release of a boatload. I mean, far more than that, but the expression of migrants, of asylum-seeking migrants from clear across the world that had been held in a San Diego detention facility that was set down today. So that detention facility no longer exists. So just everybody in it gets to go to the location of their choice, which if it's your backyard, they got to go to your backyard and you got to pay for them to be in your backyard. And then you get to pay for them to be on the government programs in your backyard. And then you get to pay for them uh, to uh, to commit the crimes that, again, these people are committing at greater than nine times the rate that American citizens are. Oh, by the way, good times. Again, in matters where they come from, credit Bill Bill Malusian for actually knowing a thing or two, rather than oh, they're asylum seekers, they're migrants. Uh, no, they're federal criminals that are scamming the asylum system. Unless you think squatters and homes are legitimate until they're proven not legitimate for having stolen a home in the courts, you have to be that intellectually dishonest to think these people are legitimate asylum seekers. They are federal criminals and scam artists. Everything else is bullcrap. Now, I've been talking about the scam artist that is Joe Biden. I've been talking about the scam that he has been running most recently with the United Nations. We got to keep them funded, right? Let's talk about what happens once the United Nations helps get them to our southern border with our money and then gives the money across the southern border and gives them money for rent assistance and and monthly stipends in addition to all the other government benefits they get from us, then you've got to get them, uh, what, IDs, right? We need to get them some state-issued IDs. So the issue of illegal immigrants getting state IDs and even driver's licenses, it's not a new one, but it is a growing one. In fact, you're most likely going to be surprised by how many sanctuary states there are in comparison to the number of states that will issue IDs to illegal immigrants. Because it's far from being just an issue that is exclusive to whatever is happening in in sanctuary states and cities. And first, for the analysis of what a sanctuary city or state represents, I mean, these terms are thrown around, but do you actually know? So from the Federation for American Immigration Reform, their definition of a sanctuary government is this. They say sanctuary policies are those followed by towns, cities, counties, states and other jurisdictions that restrict most forms of cooperation with federal immigration authorities. And while jurisdictions are not compelled by federal law to participate in federal immigration enforcement activities, federal law prohibits them from actively obstructing enforcement of federal law. In addition, sanctuary policies may violate the supremacy clause of the United States Constitution and the 10th Amendment. Okay, so the the most common way this is historically played out is with ICE detainer requests. 
Sanctuary cities and states, they don't comply with ICE detainer requests when illegal immigrants are in custody of a sanctuary government. Often detainers are issued when illegal immigrants are to be released from detention, often from a prison or jail. But then the sanctuary governments ignore those requests and then release the illegal immigrants back into society after the detention. Some have even gone as far as to like intentionally sneak illegal immigrants out of detention facilities to avoid ISIS efforts to deport criminal illegal immigrants. Now, there are 11 states that are sanctuary states under that definition. California, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington. And then uh, you also have the District of Columbia, which is always ironic when you have a federal law being violated in the District of Columbia. But nevertheless, They are a sanctuary district as it pertains to IDs and driver's licenses being issued to illegal immigrants. Here's the reality on the ground. All sanctuary states are complicit in issuing IDs to those who are here illegally. However, not all issuing states are sanctuary states. You actually have 18 states that have policies in place that allow for those lacking legal status in this country to have a state issued ID and or driver's license. In addition to the 11 sanctuary states that have these policies in place, so too do seven non-sanctuary states. Delaware, Hawaii, Maryland, Minnesota, New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, and Virginia. And you notice there's even one bright red state that's among that list in Utah. Two additional swing states in Nevada and Virginia. And the motivation for the policy is allowing for the illegal immigrants to have those IDs and even licenses and sanctuary locations. That might be clear. But how or why is it happening elsewhere? Every state's law is a little bit different. But the one common thread between them all was how it got started in the first place. It actually goes back to a Washington state law that was passed in 1993 that allowed residents to obtain driver's licenses with proof of residency in lieu of a social security number. That is another piece of the puzzle I'll bring to you next and take your calls. Brian Mudd in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. This is part of a years-long effort for us to help do what the federal government has refused to do, which is to actually defend uh, this country's borders. Yeah, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis talking about uh, deploying more troops to the southern border from Florida today. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. Great one is at CPAC back with us on Monday. But on Sunday night, you will have new content from the great one, a brand new life, Liberty and Levin. You should always have your DVR Set up 8 o'clock Eastern, Fox News Channel Sundays, so you never miss it. Even if you catch it live, go ahead and hit it on the DVR just in case. It's going to be a great show. Guest on Sunday, uh, Peter Schweitzer and John Yu. I've been talking about the scam artist that is Joe Biden on tonight's show. The Russian policy and, and all the new sanctions that are not effectual. What he could do if he really wanted to end the war in Ukraine. How the money flowing into Ukraine is questionable at best. The scam that is very intentional with our southern border, but in ways that you may not have even realized up to and including the United Nations and their involvement in the scam. 
And most recently talking about, okay, so now we get the United Nations who gets the illegal immigrants to our southern border, gets them across, continues to fund them, helps get them settled. Well, and, and then you get them the, the driver's licenses and you get them state IDs. And there are 18 states where this is happening. And the origin behind this, a Washington state law passed in 1993. And uh, this is you know, Brian Mudd for Mark Levin. By the way, my uh, social handle at Brian Mudd Radio, you can check me out. I host the Brian Mudd Show, hubbed out of WJNO in West Palm Beach. You can catch my podcast, The Brian Mudd Show Podcast, and it is truly an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Always love the opportunity. So let's talk about this a little bit. 93 Washington State, they passed a law that allowed driver's licenses without proof of a social security number. All you needed was proof of residency. So this could be done with home utility bills issued in the name of a person seeking a driver's license, for example. So effectively, if an illegal immigrant were to, say, rent an apartment and then establish utilities, that's all they would need to apply for a driver's license in that state. And, and that pretty much became the basis for what you see in the other 17 states where this is the thing. The practice of state-sanctioned IDs and licenses has proliferated, along with illegal immigration in recent years. Of the 18 states and the District of Columbia that allowed this to take place, 15 of them have happened within the past decade, with the two most recent states opening the door just within the past year to this. The two most recent states, Minnesota and Rhode Island. And the practice has become so prevalent that the state of Florida, for example, just had a cut from DeSantis. Uh, Florida, even though for this thing from a sanctuary state you're going to find, state took action in last year's immigration bill that became law to make sure that the practice is never legitimized anywhere within the state, including uh, potential rogue local government. The law that took first January 1st of last year in Florida specifically prohibits local governments from issuing ID cards to unauthorized aliens. And it also invalidates any out-of-state licenses that are issued to unauthorized aliens. So these other 18 states that, that give these federal criminals licenses and, and ID cards, you come to Florida, you're an illegal immigrant, you can and will be arrested. They find you. Just word to the wise. Also requires affirmation of United States citizenship and legal Florida resident status for voter registration. So anyway, strong actions taken by the state under the DeSantis administration rooted out what previously had been some sanctuary local governments within the state. That's what needs to happen in other states. And shame on Utah for having this at all. There's just the blue states you understand, but Utah allowing this, that's just nonsense. All right, let's go to George in Kansas City. George, welcome to the show. Yes, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I heard uh, the Homeland Security Secretary say one time that uh, under international law, uh, people who live in, in poverty-stricken countries had a right to migrate to any country they wanted to. And I wanted to know if we are part of the international law body if this is true or not. If it's true, then you know what? We're in a lot of trouble. Well, we are. And George, you, you are exactly right in the intentions of the United Nations and the allowance that Biden has opened the door to. No, you cannot just come from any country around the world into the United States legitimately as an asylum seeker. 
The courts in this country will not find that so. We do still adhere to the asylum law, which means that you are fleeing a country. You're fleeing the persecution of a country. And, and this is the first thing that most people uh, seemingly walk right past in trying to understand this. You have to de- determine that the, the government was basically out to get you. That has to be done in a court of law. You're not legitimate. You are not a legitimate you know, refugee unless that is established. No matter the circumstances in any country around the world, that's first and foremost. But yes, the U.N. as part of their open borders policy. Yeah, sure. They want to bring in everybody from around the world. As I've laid out, they're helping facilitate that. Joe Biden has allowed that through the open door policy, the open border policy. What Biden has specifically done is he's isolated uh, a handful of Latin American countries impoverished Latin American countries that he said, well, they're okay. Yeah, they're that this is is not in accordance with our asylum law and international asylum law, which means that as soon as you leave the country that you are under persecution from, that's where you declare asylum. He has granted a few Latin American countries that distinction as well. Now, it's an executive action. It runs counter to what the asylum law is in the United States. So that in and of itself is an unconstitutional action taken by him. But again, you get all these people to our southern border. They say asylum. And then because of the abuse in our system, it, it, they have to go through this whole process before it, it ever is determined that uh, officially that they are they're not legal. And because most of them know exactly what they're doing, they know they're just scam artists that are taking advantage of the system. They never show up for court dates. The overwhelming majority of these people never show up for court dates. And then the majority that do are deemed by the courts not to be legitimate. Surprise, surprise. And so the scam goes on. But yeah, the UN, absolutely. Uh, They do have that policy. They do have an open borders agenda. They are using your tax dollars to help facilitate all this into this country. And they have the most aggressive plan underway right now that they have ever had in doing this. Let's go to... Alan in New York. Alan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. You I'm, bet. Hey, I you bet. It's good to talk to you, comparison Alan. Between, thank you. I just want to make a quick comparison between George Santos and Joe Biden. The comparison is the Internet. Had the Internet been public 25 years earlier, we would never hear about Joe Biden with all his lies and his plagiarism. He would have been off the radar. He he would have been a ghost. The only reason why George Santos got busted is because of the internet. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I'm you know, regardless, there there are some similarities there. It's the reason I reference Santos as a scam artist in the open of the show is you know uh, the the effort to get Santos out once he was exposed to have been uh, a fraud for how he made representation and then also use the campaign funds and everything else of which there's no contest to at this point. Uh, there really is is a you know no distinction with with Joe Biden. Uh, either. And, and so that that you can have one that is so clearly a fraud, but another who is as well, but the, he's president of the United States. And we just, uh, you know, give him a pass because, well, he's Joe Biden. He's president of the United States. That is the the bigger travesty that has been occurring and, and is allowed by your godless souls and slanderous news media to persist. 
Let's go to Adam in New York City. Adam, welcome to the show. Yes, good evening, sir. Uh, I, I think what, what has gone before with the U.N. funding them and so on and so forth, debit cards, that, that's rhetoric at this point. What we need to do, I think, the most critical thing is to be able to have a means of solidly and permanently identifying these individuals come across to the ports of entry. My, my belief is that what we need is to have every man, woman, and child who comes across issued, interviewed and issued a, a very enhanced photo ID card stating that they're a non-citizen applicant for asylum, have the full bio on the card, the dates they came in, their, their, their intended destinations, the date of their hearing, their photo, and so on, along with a 12-digit code identifying them personally with, bar, with the um, bar code. Uh, I think also what we need to do is at that point of, of having the card made, you give them a sheet of paper in their own language. We have the capability of doing that in the government. We have 500 different languages they can use. Explain to them their rights and obligations as, as coming into the country, that if they lose this card and they don't carry it in public, that they can, they can be conceivably deported. I mean, you know, this is my point of view. Well, Adam, you have a very well thought out idea here and everything. I mean, that's all nice, good and well. I mean, I guess my question is, why would you want it to persist at that level to begin with? See, there's a real easy way to fix this. Donald Trump actually did. It was called the remain in Mexico policy. Wouldn't you rather they just remained in Mexico until and unless they can prove they're legitimate? Well, that's that's a great point. But the thing is, I think a little a little more effort is needed to at least know who they are, where they're going and what what. The, Why do we want them in here? Why do we want people who could be from anywhere in here, regardless of if we could, you know, reasonably ID and spend even more money? By the way, you know what I, I don't actually want is to spend even more of our money to come up with this elaborate system that you're talking about that then. Uh, we have to, to pay to implement and then also pay to track. I am tired of, of wasting all this money. And, you know, you, you mentioned the UN thing is, is rhetoric at this point. I mean, OK, fine. Um, it's our money. I, I don't think that the United Nations taking billions of our tax dollars and using it to circumvent our immigration system and our asylum process is rhetoric. I think that's your your money. I think that's my money. I think that's our tax dollars every single day that we work our butts off for that is going to undermine this country. So, no, I mean, your your heart is in the right place, I think. It's a, a very well thought out idea. But no, freaking remain in Mexico. That fixes the problem. All Joe Biden needs to do to fix this freaking problem is remain in Mexico. Put the Trump order back in place. This isn't even a question. It's something that's gone through the court system. It's something that's been litigated. Remain in Mexico, build a wall. Problem solved. Imagine that. Let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. Sandra, welcome to the show. Oh, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. You know, I wanted to say how touched I am with Mark Levin and, and also Sid Rosenberg, how they're such strong, strong advocates for the Jewish people and Israel and all that. And then I, I think about events, and I, I just had one, a big event for Dick Morris at the uh, Women's National Republican Club. And I'm thinking, boy, would I love to have Mark Levin and Sid Rosenberg together and have a big event with them together. Yeah, there you go. WABC Sid as well. Yeah, good, 
good guy. No, that's it. He actually did uh, sports radio here in, in South Florida for a time as, as well. All right, let's go to Mike in Detroit. Mike, welcome to the show. To this, these, oh, when it comes to these sanctions, these the 500 sanctions, this is more of the political theater of the absurd. You know, the, the real sanctioning that's going on right now is that is this administration sanctioning the American people when it comes to fossil fuels to make us suffer uh, long, you know, long and hard enough to accept a new Green Deal. And also, as a result, we're funding the war in Ukraine for Putin. This is uh, absolutely mind boggling to me. Yes. I mean, this is a domestic enemy that we've never seen before. No, you're right. I mean, and, and, and that's that's well said. It, it is exactly what my point has been in establishing the scam artist that is Joe Biden on the Russian policy. Again, if you missed the first hour of the show, go back and check out the podcast. I will walk you through how it is an elaborate scam and how not a single one of the sanctions actually matters and how Russia is richer than ever before. And by the way, you're paying for it. Yes, you're still paying for Russian energy. You probably just didn't realize it. And then the scam of the border, much of which you knew, but then some of the more elaborate details that have come into play, even as recently as the past month with the United Nations. Good times, right? I'm Brian Mudd, and for the great one. Mudd Lovin. least two cases this month alone, migrants were so desperate to get out of Chicago and back to Venezuela that they broke the law. Those two men are not alone in wanting to get out of the city, though. We've learned that since mid-November, the deep blue state of Illinois has paid for the transportation of more than 3,000 migrants who wanted to leave and go to other cities and states across the country. Isn't that fun? Fox's Garrett Tenney there on the report. I mean, I do get a kick out of hearing, hey, guess what? The illegal immigrants are breaking the law. Yeah, you, you don't say. The, the people whose first act of coming here is not legitimate. They tend to break more laws once they get here. Who knew? Who knew? It's shocking. But, but anyway, I mean, aside from that, uh, you, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, apparently, Chicago now is such a such a rat hole that even the illegal immigrants don't want to be there. And Chicago is is now busing the the illegal immigrants to other places that they would rather be. Isn't this great? The wonderful situation we have set up in this country. And you got to love it. Just absolutely must love it. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. And throughout the course of the show, I've established the scam artist that is Joe Biden. From Russia through Ukraine to our southern border to your neighborhood. We even had breaking news, sadly yet unsurprisingly, during the course of the show, where an apparent illegal immigrant from Venezuela, responsible for the murder of the University of Georgia nursing student. Again, you want to eliminate over a quarter of all federal crime? Get rid of the illegal immigrants. And yes, almost every asylum seeker is an illegal immigrant. They're migrants only in the literal definition. You can use all these PC collect, you know, PC terms and, and try to be politically correct. A spade is a spade. There's right and there's wrong. There are two sides to stories. There's one side of facts. And enough is enough. I'm tired of it. And the only way we're really going to solve this thing is by electing Donald Trump. By the way, on that note, 
Yeah, you got the South Carolina primary tomorrow. I, mean, I know some people have been talking about that today. And oh, South Carolina, I, I can't get excited about it at all. It's going to be an old fish, fashioned butt whipping. I mean, there, there's just really nothing to talk about there. So, yeah, I mean, it happens tomorrow. Whatever. You know what the result is going to be. You know what the result of the Republican nomination process is going to be. But then you also have the festivities in Fulton County as well. That continues to be fun. A couple Thursdays ago, the hearing with Willis and Wade, that was like uh, legal rubbernecking. And now we find out the phone records contradict what they said under oath. They have more legal jeopardy in Fulton County than I think Trump does anymore. Anyway, have a wonderful weekend. Mark back with you on Monday. Always a pleasure being with you. Brian Mudd in for Mark Levin. Mark Levin.